Hello, world. We have a great show for you today. And I'm specifically happy about this because joining me today in making his Hello, world debut is, and he wanted me to say this, my brother from another mother. And <laughs> you're my sister Freddy. from another mister. No, really excited to be here. Um, this is my first time on Hello World. I brought my streaming clients in straight from South Africa, from Johannesburg. And uh, yeah, let's let's get on to it. Let's, let's see what we got. We got a really great show today. I was blown away. I know. And I'm, I want to also point out that you're both, you wear two hats in advocacy, don't you? You're both an accessibility advocate and a Java advocate. Yeah, I know. Did you know that Microsoft runs almost half a million wow. Java workloads internally just to handle uh, their uh, jobs that they need to do. That's excluding all of the customer workloads. So Java's really big at Microsoft. You know what? They, they need someone like me, four foot one, to handle this and to really get the job done. Um, so that's exactly how tall you have to be to get the job done. That's good to know. And in fact, now that you brought it up, I'm definitely hoping people go check out. You have a great learning path, so I'm hoping they go check that out. Um, and, you know, speaking of learning paths, because we're all about learning here, um, you know what I'm excited about this week? I'm going to tell you. I'm excited about, um, do you know we have an M365 advocacy team? They just released a really super cool learning path. Um, this is from Icabas, and it it's going to cover Microsoft Graph Toolkit. Have you ever heard of this? I have, hey. Graph is really nifty because it, it reminds me a little bit of like Minority Report where you move everything over and it just vertically appears. It's really cool. Uh -oh. Yeah, we got to do something with it. So you and me are going to do this module together, right? Yeah, no, no. We've got we've got a huge day coming up, uh, a show here. Um, it, it's Thursday, so we've got our regular guests coming there. Uh, Scott Hanselman is filing a new project. Laurent has a new Humans of uh, Microsoft that he's going to tell us about. Isaac, well, Isaac's going to tell us about Azure communication, uh, communication services. Um, and then we wrap up more with certifications with Thomas. Uh, that's a lot, eh? And so let's, let's actually uh, get started. Yes, let's get started with our first segment. And while we're lining that up, don't forget, do chat with us. The chat is right there to, to, my, uh, to your left on the screen. And we'd love to hear from you. And let's get started with our first segment. We have Scott Hanselman with a special guest on File New Project. Hey, friends. I'm Scott Hanselman, and this is File New Project. I'm talking with early and career developers about the stuff that they're building, how it makes them feel, and what the future holds. And today, I'm talking with my new friend, Rutha Nagusa. How are you? I'm good. How are I'm you? I'm very well, and I'm excited to talk to you. I understand that you're about two and a half years out of university right now, right? I am. And you've already worked on a number of cool things, but you've recently changed teams, and now you're starting to contribute uh, to documentation. And I see that your GitHub graph is starting to light up, which is exciting. Yes, it's really exciting. Um, I'm working on Microsoft Q&A, and I'm working on amplifying Microsoft Q&A for identity and Microsoft Graph. Um, and also learning GitHub for the first time um, as a you know early developer. I'm also contributing. Uh, to Microsoft documentation. Um, you know, what's really exciting is that I get to contribute to Microsoft identity and Microsoft graph documentation and my face will always be there because I've contributed to it. Previously, you know, I used to search for um, answers, but now I get to actually contribute to it. And um, 
it's really exciting and very empowering that I get to uh, contribute not only uh, for Microsoft documentation, but I also get to answer questions on Microsoft Q&A, which is a platform um, that Microsoft owns. That's pretty cool because before, like you said, you were searching for help and now you like literally are the help. People are looking to you for answers, which has got to be a really cool feeling. Yes, and as part of the developer care team, um, my team is, um, is there to ensure that developers are having um, a really great experience and are very successful. And so, you know, we actively are um, answering questions on Microsoft Q&A um, and um, also updating our documentation uh, for identity and Microsoft mm -hmm. Graph. And you mentioned that your face is there, like your, your little avatar appears on Microsoft documentation because when you contribute to GitHub, all the documentation is open source, it shows up on Microsoft Docs and all the contributors are there as well. So there's some... Uh, you know, time shifted Ruta that's like two years behind you searching for some help and then they find you and they say, yeah, I could do that. I could get involved in open source. I could do documentation and write some code as well. Yeah, so if any, you know, early career folks come in to Microsoft or already at Microsoft, they're able to open up this documentation and see my face on it because I've contributed to those documentations. Yeah, that's really cool. And I understand that you're also getting to learn more about Git and learn more about GitHub. And I think it's important also to note that, you know, you don't have to have a big, giant, fully green GitHub graph to be like a good developer. Some of the things you'll work on will be internal and be private, and that's okay, too. Yeah, it's totally fine. You know, I um, I learned about identity and Microsoft Graph through the documentation, um, and whatever is on Microsoft uh, Microsoft documentation and GitHub. Mm -hmm. And we're building this Q and A site, and you're answering questions so that people can feel welcome, feel that they can find the answers that they want. Because it's a really lonely feeling when you search for documentation and you find either bad docs or old docs. And your team's goal is to solve those things for the products that you're documenting. Yes, so Microsoft owns Microsoft Q&A. And so we are here to help the developer experience um, be very successful. When you were starting out, I'm curious, when you just searched for stuff, where did you find yourself? Like on other websites or random blogs and random forums when you were looking for answers? Yeah, I would just, you know, search um, just actively just to look for documentation or, um, uh, you know, any questions that I had, you know, around GitHub or uh, any developer questions. Uh, and now we have Microsoft Q&A, which is such a great community to be mm -hmm. part of um, and, you know, ask questions and answer questions. Um, and we have, you know, really great um, folks who are actually working towards answering questions. So. Uh, previously, you know, I used to search a lot, but now we have documentation um, that I've contributed to, which is wonderful. One of the things that'll happen later that I'm looking forward to hearing about from you is at some point in your life, you're going to search for a question and you'll been in career five years, 10 years or something, and you're going to find your own answer. The longer that you're out there putting good stuff into the internet, the more you're going to be likely to bump into your own past self. And I'm looking forward to when you get to see that, not only helping other people, but helping your future self as well. We've been chatting with Ruth and Nagusa. He's early in career, and we're on File New Project. Bye-bye, everybody. Wow, that, that was really interesting. Um, we've got our next segment here, and it's our favorite Azure and tips and tricks correspondent, Isaac Levine. And he's live on the street with some really great news. Isaac, Isaac, can you hear me? Are you there? 
Hey, Rory, that's right. Isaac Levin here, live in front of Azure headquarters, right behind me. And I have a new tip coming to the theme, continuing with the theme of last week's tip where we did Azure Communication Services. That, that sounds really interesting. Let's hear it. Awesome. So let's run the video. So continuing on from last week's part one, go to the created Azure Communication Services resource in the Azure portal. To implement SMS, aka a text message, we first need to get a phone number. I do that by clicking Get. Now I indicate that our app will soon send SMS messages. Now I select a toll-free number, I add some features, and boom, I'm done. I can then select what kind of the toll-free number that I get. I can place the order, and here's the number that I have. It's a US-based number, and I can still change its features if I want to. So now, after we have set up our SMS toll-free number, we can go into Visual Studio and we can open up the ASP.NET Core app that I created in part one. I've already implemented the SMS features and I'll walk you through what I did. First, I've added a NuGet package. You can see it right here. And this one, the Azure Communication SMS. And now I create a new service, the SMS message. This one is constructor. It gets a connection string of the Azure Communication Services and the phone number that we've just created. Then it creates an SMS client and uses that here to send an SMS message with the text Hello World via SMS. Now in the Startup CS class, I inject the SMS service into the chat service class and give it a phone number and connection string. These secrets are all stored in App Settings JSON file here. So now that we have a chat service where we use the SMS service here in the constructor, I now get the SMS service injected. And down here in get message method, I use it with the last message and contains a valid phone number to send an SMS message to that number. And that's it. So now let's run the service, service is up and running, and it shows you all of the different things. So I put in my phone number here, and then I put my phone on the other, uh, my text message on the other side. You can see I get that number. So I think the thing is, is creating an application that uses Azure Communication Services easy and straightforward. You can use the SDKs to talk to the communication services and use chat, SMS, and voice to communicate. You go and check it out. Back to you. I love how this actually uses the same tools and technology that powers Microsoft Teams as the backbone for the communication. Um, and you can easily get started and incorporate into your existing app. Now, in South Africa, we don't call it text messages. We call it SMS. But I know exactly what he's talking about. It's still really big. Yeah, and I think one of the great things that I love about Azure Communication Services is just how easy it is, right? So, it use, like I said, it uses all of the Azure SDKs that are already in existence for, you, you know, this example is for .NET, but obviously there's JavaScript, Python, um, and all sorts of different other languages that have the Azure SDK hooks up to them. Um, and another thing that I want to call out is we should tune in next week because next week I got a really another hot tip. But all the tips that I've been showing you, as well as over 300 other tips, are all available on aka.ms slash Azure Tips and Tricks. So we should go definitely go check that out. Woohoo. And I, I will also put a shout out because I think Azure Communication Services was one of the first ones that I saw that had an Android SDK. So yay. And that means Java. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like all the Azure SDKs, they're, like I said, they're adding more and more programming languages and more platforms to them. So, I think it's super exciting. And like, as you said earlier, it's like, it's just SMS and chat. But at the end of the day, let's just think about how exciting that we can add these things to our applications without having to do any real work other than just writing the code for it.
Yeah, I love it. I, I think messaging is such a great way for you to not just communicate data, but like maybe even have triggers for other things you want to do in your um, app. So this is awesome. Add it um, to Logic Apps, put it on your event stream. You get a, yeah. a critical error, anything. You just send it out. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. So we, you know, we talked. We've talked about Azure Communication Services a lot, and especially at our events, we talked about it at Ignite a couple of weeks ago. So using the Internet Time Machine, it was uh, March twenty. First and twenty second, I believe. No, wow. I don't remember the exact day of that. But anyway, that's on me for not knowing. Uh, so we did some Azure Communication Services stuff at Ignite, and it was a great thing. Everybody loved them. Wow! So great. thanks Thank again, you. Isaac. And this is super exciting. But hey, Rory, I hear Humans of Microsoft is next. Yeah, we got our, This is the first time I'm actually seeing the series, and I absolutely love it. Today, Laurent is going to talk to someone all the way from Sweden. Hello, Laurent. Tell us. Welcome to Humans of Microsoft. This is a segment where we talk to people just like you and me, but they have one thing in common. They all happen to work for Microsoft. And today I'm joined by Tibi Kovacci, who is a, a product marketing manager out of Sweden. So Tibi, how are you today? I'm fine. Thank you, Laurent, and thank you for having me. Absolutely. It's such a pleasure. So you know the principle, right? We have uh, questions that I'm going to ask you. And the first question is, what was or what would you say was a pivotal moment, a critical moment in your career? So I think one of the pivotal moments in my career was back in, I would say, 2009. So that was 12 years ago and one or two days, actually, when I was at a conference, the uh, MCT Summit, Microsoft Certified Trainer Summit. I submitted as a speaker, but I wasn't selected. So I went, I went there only as a participant. But while there, one of the speakers dropped out and the organizers were actually starting to look for extra speakers. So one of the guys just came into the lobby and shouted my name. And I'm like, I don't know the guy, what does he want? Said, oh, by the way, you know, we have an extra spot. Would you like to come and talk um, tomorrow and do the, you know, have a presentation? Said, why not? And I asked, what time? Oh, it's actually the first slot in the morning. And that was happening around midnight. And like every good speaker, I have done no preparation whatsoever. I just went on stage. And uh, at the end, I was the worst, you know, voted the worst speaker of that conference, but actually not because I, I did not deliver, because half of the audience was expecting a different session. So oh. know, I don't manage expectations. <laughs> yeah, I see. I see what you're saying. And uh, if, you, if you could go back in time, what would you tell yourself to help you getting started? Um, one of the things that I, in a way, I regret, but that it, and was not, you know, not because it was my fault, was that I didn't learn um, functional programming early on, and that was one of the one of the things that I would say to myself: start with functional programming because it's very mm. close to the mathematical, you know, reasoning, and it's, you know, it's better to write programs thinking in mathematical terms than actually going the object-oriented way. Of course, I would have gone, uh, you know, later on on the object orientation and procedural programming and, and all, all other things. But starting with functional programming, I think, would have made a difference uh, in my in my career. Hmm, that's really interesting. Yeah, I, I went the object-oriented programming way myself, but I do more and more function-oriented programming inside my OOP uh, programs, which is an interesting, different way. Um, let's get not too technical. I have a very simple question. Maybe we should even have started with that. Why did you decide to join Microsoft? Oh, um, that was about three years ago when I got to go to build and actually take my daughters with me. I was still a Microsoft regional director, so we're external, not working for Microsoft. 
Mm-hmm. And um, because I, I went there with my daughters, uh, uh, Charlotte Arconi, which I think is your skip manager, uh, she decided uh, to actually uh, to, to invite them into the into the keynote and mention them that they were the youngest participants ever. Not All only right. that, uh, Satya Nadella heard about them being in the audience, and then he wanted to meet uh, with them. And then once they met, they you know I, I've seen that. Everyone in the senior leadership team is actually very empathic and they were really, you know, mm. people down to earth. And I really felt like this is the kind of company I would really like to work for. And ever since I was just waiting for the right opportunity, which showed up a little bit yeah, later. Oh, that's fantastic. And, and in fact, you work as a product marketing manager. So uh, what did you make, you know, to want to, to apply for this position? Why particularly this position? Uh, so the reason I chose that was because um, that meant I had to work with developers. You know, I'm, I'm in a developer in the, uh, uh, you know, my background is as a developer, but I mm-hmm. always work with a lot of, uh, you know, with a lot of other developers. And my role is now to actually make developer excited about Azure, which is exactly what I've done before as a, you know, as a community contributor. Now I'm doing right. it as a, as a paid job, which is mm-hmm. not, not bad. <laughs> It's not bad at all, indeed. Yeah. And uh, the last question, quickly, like, what would you? What is one more thing that you would tell our, our viewers to inspire them? I would say to follow their passions. That's mm. that's what you know, that's that's the secret sauce. That's the secret, right? Do what you love, and uh, hopefully you can even get paid for it. This is a great advice. Exactly. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much, TB, for being with us. This is awesome. And thank you to all our viewers for watching. So we'll see you next time on another Humans of Microsoft. Thank you for having me. Gosh, I love that. Uh, You know, smiling ear to ear the entire time. I really took three things from that segment. Uh, One is that I love the fact that he got to speak at the conference. And it reminds me of that quote from Louis Pasteur saying that chance favors the prepared mind. Mm -hmm. Be prepared and take that opportunity when it comes around. Two, functional programming opens the mind. So true. And it's, uh, you know, you need to understand immutable states and when state uh, changes and how it affects your program. Um, It really matures a programmer. Please go out there, take up uh, F-sharp. It's a great Microsoft language that helps you understand um, immutable state. And finally, number three, do what you love. And I love what he said, the secret sauce. eh? And because at the end of the day, no day will feel like a work and a job if you really do what you love. 100%. And I think this entire Humans of Microsoft series for me is amazing because we're hearing authentic stories. I love that he shared about like the failure. Remember initially when he was saying, I didn't actually get in and then I just did this. We need to hear more of these stories because that's what real life is like. And this was an amazing segment. Uh, yeah, it's it, very inspirational. Cool, but now, hey, since we're talking humans of Microsoft, we should bring in one of like our fan favorites. Um, we have Thomas Maurer next and I'm gonna call this from now on. I'm gonna get this to trend, Thomas. We're gonna make this Thomas Thursdays. Um, Thomas is here to talk about one of our favorite things, which is certifications. I think certifications are so important. And if I'm not mistaken, you're continuing up from last week by talking about role-based certifications this time. Exactly. Hi, Nintia. I'm still impressed by the number Rory shared with all the Java we are actually running Mm -hmm. inside Microsoft. Um, Yeah, so uh, today we're going to talk about certification in a way that like what is kind of like different from like what we did in the past, right? Because there was this big change and you already mentioned um, to like role-based certifications. And I want a little bit explain uh, why we did that and what that actually means, right? 
So as you probably remember, like many of you watching, in the past, we actually looked at, uh, like, you were basically, like, let's say you were a Windows Server admin or a Windows uh, developer on one hand, and you had different um, products which you used from our side, and then you get certified for that specific product. You had an exam or multiple exam to get then a title, so you'd be like Windows Server certified, right? And, and that was great, uh, especially because in ITV, like back in the days, or we sometimes still have that, we have these silos where um, we have our Windows Server admins, we have our developers, and also those days are split. And then we have a networking team, we have a storage team and all that. Now, as you know, from cloud computing, right? <laughs> this is quite a, a different story because you can't really have these silos anymore. And you can't just focus on one specific technology without knowing about all the other great things which are happening. Mm -hmm. and. I'm not saying that you need to know everything into the, like dev, but um, you should have like what like a great foundation, uh, foundational knowledge about all the different Azure services, and then go that like deep in one of the technologies or even multiple technologies, and we kind of like call that the T-shaped learner. So to make that easier, we have now these role-based certifications. Um, for different roles. So we have one for the Azure administrator, we have one for the Azure developer, we have one for solution architects, data scientists, data engineering, and you name it, right? So we have a lot of different role-based certifications. And so um, depending on the role you're um, focusing on or want to focus on or you're working in, we have a certification for you. So if I'm not mistaken, and I remember looking at this, one of the things that I really liked about role-based certifications is you're not always starting from scratch, right? You can kind of like, there are intersection points between various paths. So if you've kind of done fundamentals, you can take a different path if you're taking a specialization in a particular role, et cetera. So you actually are, you're not starting from scratch, you're building on paths you've done before. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. You brought up a very great point. This is not just like everything is separated, right? So for Azure, for example, we have these like Azure fundamental exam uh, or certification. And it really is about like having understanding all the fundamentals for Azure, but also cloud computing in general. And this is a great starting point. I basically recommend it to everyone who wants to work in some sort of Azure to actually um, first go with that certification and that exam and then build on top of that, right? And then as you said, you can have different, like um, choose different paths. Uh, depending on on what you want to work on, and uh, that is absolutely great. And you also mentioned something else, which is very good, by the way. Um, we still have these specialized certifications, right? For some parts, for example, like SAP on Azure or Azure Stack Hub administration, um, we still have these like kind of like focus or scenario certifications or exams. So you mm -hmm. can like take an exam if you're like working, like you're probably an Azure administrator or you're a national developer, but you're also working with SAP, you can take that specialty uh, exam as well. This is super cool. And I love, love, love the amount of work you've put into all the guides. So huge shout out. You should follow Thomas Mara if you think you have certifications, because I've learned a lot from him. Um, and I think we'll have the links to those in our show notes as well. So thank you so much, Thomas. And uh, I'm super excited because like Rory is having a great first day, right, Rory? <laughs> Wow, no, this is this was actually beyond my expectations. You know, as an engineer, we really have two things that we we call on in when times get tough. We have duct tape 
and we have Q40, that, that lubricating oil. And now before this, I, when, I ran, when I ran through the script and everything, I thought I'm going to have to spray everything with lubricating oil to make sure it runs. But everything runs so well because at Microsoft, there's such a huge level of compassion and understanding and empathy around everyone's roles. And they just fit in. It's like a, a cog that fits in there and then you just spray that oil there and it just kind of works together and it just runs so nicely. Yeah, I think this is super cool. So we've got to like uh, read up on every, everything Thomas does and make sure we like hassle him about certifications next time. But I, yeah. I think we're kind of like running towards the last five minutes of the program. So Thomas, stick around. We're going to try to bring you back in just a bit. So we want to talk a little bit about CTAs. But I want to take a couple of minutes to just ask Rory. So Rory, how has your first day been? And like, is there anything that stood out to you? You told me so many stories before we started. Yeah, no. Um, first of all, I would, I would like to uh, shout out to the Java and Azure team. Um, you know, uh, we you don't realize, but there's hundreds of people at Microsoft right now that are really making wondrous experience for uh, for Java and Azure. We got the Azure Spring Cloud, we've got the app services, we've got Kubernetes, and it's a huge endeavor to the the the, the men and women out there who are making the developer experience. We've got Visual Studio Code, and I fall in love with Visual Studio Code every day. There's a new feature, and there's just a wondrous experience. And it all comes to fruition when you see the, the people who presented today, and they bring it home, and they, they're out mm -hmm. in the street, and they, they really kind of show you the compassion. And it is the secret source to what makes Microsoft special, because you've got developers building tools for developers um, and making such an, an, an experience and a wondrous experience. And this really is summed up in Hello World. It's the first yeah. line of code that everyone writes, and it's the first little bit of stream that you should watch. Yeah, and speaking of which, maybe we could bring back our uh, guests one last time to talk about stuff before we wrap up. So Isaac, are you still there? I am still here. Thank you so much for bringing me back. Super excited. Rory, that was a stellar statement. I, I love it. I love it. The and first one, Koji, a right? Shout out to Rory's first day, because I think he killed yeah. it today. Well, yeah, that's a, a clap for Rory on his first day. Um, but I'm going to shamelessly self-promote because you put me back on camera. So everybody should go to aka.ms slash Azure Tips and Tricks to learn all those great tips we're doing. We have some stuff, you know, in Rory's wheelhouse we're talking about. Uh, we have some Java stuff. Maybe one of our next tips will be Java just for you, Rory. That, that's great. That's, um, and, and shout out to the incredible production team in the background uh, who are making this happen. Wow. You know, I, I've, I've, I thought it was like going to be you and me, Nitya, and we were just going to like do this together on like Microsoft Teams. We're going to just churn it up there. But there are so many well-oiled, uh, you know, people behind the scenes that are making this happen. And thank you so much for making such a wondrous experience on Hello World. Yes, and um, I think we have Thomas uh, as well that we can bring back and just kind of like, yay, now we have the whole gang together. Um, Thomas, <laughs> final thoughts for the day about all the stuff that you saw and anything that stood out to you? Yes, so first of all, great job, Rory. Uh, Nitya, you're already like an uh, experienced presenter for years, <laughs> legendary on like on the Hello World. Um, I like the idea with... Uh, Thomas first day. So we keep that idea up. I'm completely supporting that. <laughs> uh, for, for next week, we're going to talk about 
um, how you actually pick the right certification path for you. And so you learned today, you learned about different role-based certifications. So next week, we're actually going to pick one of these or multiples of these and see uh, what's happening. So if you want to learn more on that, microsoft.com slash learn. Oh, that is awesome. And uh, I'm going to take just a second to give a shout out back again to the two learn paths we brought up. Rory had a Java learning path, and then we had one on the Microsoft Graph Toolkit. I think these are incredible resources. We definitely should try it out. And Rory, um, I think we are at the last minute. So do you want to close out by kind of with our own CTAs? Yeah, no. Uh, so first of all, accessibility at Microsoft. It isn't something that we just, uh, we just say. We live accessibility. Every time we, we take a product, or a, a website live, we make sure that it's accessible with CAG 2.1 AA compliance. And this is dear to us. Our, our leader, Satya Nadella, really kind of said it uh, in the beginning that we empower everyone in every organization to do more. And it means a lot to us, though. So you can follow that link there and learn all about how Microsoft empowers everyone to do uh, with accessibility. And get those badges on uh, Microsoft Learn. You know, it, it's something to uh, you know shout up from the rooftops. When you go through the Java Learn path, the C Sharp Learn path, all of those different Learn paths, you get a badge. And you get some uh, points linked to your profile, though. And that is really that with your GitHub little green graph, that's the, ne the next CV. And it means a lot because it means to show the developers and people that you take yourself, your career, and what you're doing for a living seriously. And it's a great way to partner with Microsoft in your career. That was awesome. And I think we're about to roll out. So just want to say one last thing. All notes on show notes, akm.ms slash show notes. And don't forget to stick around. Next up is Jay Gordon with Azure Fun Bytes. He's one of our favorite advocates. And you should stick around and listen to what he has to say. And I think with that, we're about to roll out. So 